Welcome on back to Barstool Breakfast Second Helping, our weekly best of podcast highlighting the best moments from the week, starring Willie Colon and myself. So sit back and enjoy the second helping. Uh, we got Nick on the goddamn. Uh, who's Chris? Chris, sorry. Yep. Sorry, yeah, Chris, Chris on the table. Yeah. We got Chris on the tables. Uh, we got Jetski Zostel in Africa. The whole gang is here. Zaz on his way back, by the way. Is he? When, when does he get I, back? I, th- I think it's a, to, today is Thursday the 14th. I think he's um, he's taking off tomorrow. I think he's got a day um, uh, over. He's got to stay over in Dubai. Oh, nice for uh, for a day, and then um, and then he'll be back. So I think he's he's scheduled back maybe late on the seventeenth. But he is starting his journey because Chef Donnie was in the building yesterday. He was. I did see that. Yeah, yeah he was yeah. looking a little sick. I don't know what he Uh-oh. picked up. Over there. Bring that shit back over here. <laughs> I know. So. Um, Take your shots before you get back. Here. Yep. So they uh, so they'll be back. We'll get some firsthand uh, accounts from uh, from Zah. Too sweet. Yeah. So Zah will be back, obviously, mm-hmm. which is good. Uh, I don't know, but if it, it's starting to warm up a little bit, it didn't feel as bad as it felt yesterday. I think there's a was it an Arctic blast hitting the country? Yes. Yes. Somebody said was it was tough. 30 degrees in Texas. It yeah. was ridiculous. So yeah. people. Had, People are trying to warm up, which is good. It's campfire weather, right? Get a little yeah. bourbon, get a campfire. Tomorrow going to be 51 degrees, Willie. Yeah. I don't a little, mind it. We're going to get a little bit of a break Low from this three days of cold. <laughs> um, no, we're, we're in the throes of winter. Um, but again, good, good traffic today. Puts, puts us off on a good mood. As always. Kind of hit the uh, garage around the same time and around the same time. One gentleman in the garage says, always, always hits me with a have a good show. That one guy, does he oh, hit yes. you too, the, the yeah, black yeah, dude? Yeah. Yep. The one guy I think has struggles with the language, but the other guy is so so goddamn nice. The, the Asian parking attendant, he uh, he creased me out a little bit. He's a little bit he's nasty. A little, he's a little weird. Yeah. Yeah. I don't talk too much just in case he's listening. He's going to fuck with our car. I put that stink in it that nobody can get out. <laughs> like a fucking uh, anchovy filet in the, in the seat cushions. Yeah, he makes it a point to uh, get very close to say good morning to me. I don't know oh, the opposite with me. Every day's a new day. Like yeah. I've never been there before. Like, like I can see him coming, but he wastes. He, he he gets arm arms distance away to just say good morning. And so mm. I don't know what it's about. Willie's got a boyfriend. I hope he doesn't stab me. Hey, by the way, you know what tonight is? Steelers versus Browns. I would say there was an even bigger event tonight, but Steelers versus Browns is definitely one of them. You know what? Also tonight is opening night for for the play Frozen. At the Willard School. Is that where uh, a young Bridget McCarthy will be? Yes. Have you ever seen the movie Frozen? I just told my wife the other day. Mm-hmm. This, is, um, this is real talk. Okay. This is real in the streets. We're 100? Right? We'll keep it at 100. <laughs> I've never seen Frozen. Uh-huh. I've never heard. Like, I've heard of it. Yeah. But I've never understood what the what the uproar was about. People uh-huh. lose their I didn't know that the kids love Frozen. Oh, and now there's a Frozen 2. Frozen 2 is coming out before the holidays. my ho- niece and a couple other the young yes, ones you'll be buying Frozen are, stuff. Or losing their minds because Frozen is, I guess, the, it's, it's, it's the honey in their beehive. We talk about your uh, charity far too much. You never shut the fuck up about it. I know. But, um, so, but you know, you do that stuff where you give out the, the gifts and stuff sure, like yeah, that. Yeah. I know that Willie Colon personally... Through the Willie Cologne Foundation, yes. we'll be buying more Frozen toys probably this year. It's going to be the hot. It's going to be the hot we, toy, and there's a shitload. We've had parents ask about that. Absolutely, yeah, yeah, yeah. Or the book bags for the younger kids uh-huh. when you do that. I'm assuming that you're inadvertently been holding up the Frozen franchise for some time. <laughs> but let me give you a quick rundown of sure. Frozen because I think that's what everybody wants. And what at is 704. it about? It's about a girl who has the ability to control cold. So she can freeze things, create snow, walk on water as she Elsa. freezes it. Elsa. She can Elsa, also okay. make like Elsa and Anna. They're two sisters. Their parents were presumably killed on a on a voyage somewhere on a, on a voyage somewhere. So the immigrants. So Elsa and Anna are both trying to find love, trying to find their way in the world. But they're two princesses. Elsa and Anna is. I don't think she has any special powers. But Anna Elsa, doesn't have any powers. Yeah, Elsa is the hot one. Elsa is the one with the white hair. Uh, you know, it's like a Ginger and Mary Ann thing. You got to figure out which one you, you you find more hot, and then you remember it's it's probably thirteen year old. Which girls. one could twerk better? Um, oh, so any anyway, she creates like a magic snowman who uh, who dances and sings. His name is Olaf. Oh, nice. Um, there's some uh, butchy guy. Maybe his name is Sven. I don't know. But anyway, so it centers around these two uh, princesses. One of them is a traditional princess. She's a, I think a brunette or a redhead, and the other one uh, controls snow. Mm. And you would think that they would be the main characters. Right. No. 
One of the, the main character for me is Pabby, Pabby, who is the head troll. And the reason I'm saying that is Pabby is being played in the Willard School production of Frozen, which starts today. Sure. I'll be leaving right after work to meet my grandma. It's grandparents' day to go oh. see it. Be meeting my parents, having some lunch, and taking them to uh, the play. Pabby will be played by none other than Bridget McCarthy. Oh, yeah, round of so applause. She's, she's going to kill yes. it. Yeah, we're not getting applause. Yeah, we're not getting a round of applause. Yeah. Chris just said, go fuck Thank yourself. Thank you, Pabby. Way, <laughs> way to make it work. Uh, so that's that's what I got today. <laughs> Do you want me to put two tickets, leave two tickets at the door for you or something? Or I'll meet you there. Okay. I'll meet you there. Or yeah, you can yeah. wait for the DVD. I'll do the DVD. Okay, yeah, yeah. I'll sign you up for a DVD. They're a thousand dollars a piece. You good? Perfect. <laughs> Easy uh, money. So, anyway, that's uh, today. So I wish Bridget the best of luck. She doesn't care. Rehearse. T- she's the only fourth grader that has a, uh, a singing part. She you know, she sings, and um, I'm not going to shit on any of the other kids, but I, th- I think she's going to do well. She has such an amazing voice. And I'm like, you. Oh, this is the big one. You, you've heard this. Let it go. I don't think I have large. So that's uh, uh, Let It Go. Are you by... the dad at the play singing a song in the corner? It's unbelievable. While Bridges on stage? It's unbelievable how you catch yourself. If your kid's, if your kid's playing basketball or football, I don't think you're ever running with them down the sidelines <laughs> and putting your hands out how you want them to, to put his hands out. Or I don't think you're like, hit him with the juke, hit him with the... Right. You never do that. Give him that jelly. When your kid is singing, I, it must be with Dan. I never had a dancer. Um <laughs> Which is a shame because, you know, I'm a very good dancer, right? You can. <laughs> yeah. You can do it. Yes, you can. But whenever she is performing, you know, uh, like I, I realize we're dressed to the nines. We're at Carnegie Hall. I'm sitting in a seat with a program, no cameras and something like that. And um, I'm I'm singing along with – like I'm mouthing along with her. And then when she hits something, I'm like, yes. Like she hits <laughs> and then I got to stop myself because I'm afraid somebody's going to look at me. Right, right. But I turn around. All, all the, the other dads, dads and moms yeah. – but the moms are all like, yeah. And, and, you know, so it's fun. You get, you get uh, invested in it. So she's going to do that today. I'd asked her if she was nervous and she's like, no. So I, I don't, said, I, Gee, man. I don't get it. I mean, I really, I really don't fucking well, get I, it. I think for if you do it long enough, right. If you practice it, I imagine she's practiced a million times over. Sure. So she's like, listen, I can't, I'm, I'm out of the nerves. I'm at this point. I just want to get it. Cause that's how it was. When you practice or you do something, I'm like, man, I just want to get it over with. Because now it's, it goes from being you go from being nervous to the point where like now it's a nuisance. Let me just let me just show the mm-hmm. work that I've put in. Well, am I a bad parent? When I spoke to her last night, and she's got, she's not nervous. Me and Brid- I taught Bridget how to make a lemon vinaigrette last night. Good for I you. just made a lemon dressing. I told her to make a marinade, and I told her to make a vinaigrette. I'm hoping that she makes stuff for me. Um, <laughs> I said, "You nervous?" She said, uh, "No, no, I'm I'm fine." She's like, "It should be good. I I think it's it's going to be a lot of fun." And again, she doesn't have a big part. She's only fourth grader, but she has the biggest part for fourth grader. I keep mentioning that because that's me bragging. Um, <laughs> I wonder if more parents are like that. And I said to her, <laughs> "Like my kid is holding a broom. It's a big deal. He comes in with the big sweep at the end. You guys got to see it." <laughs> but I'll tell you why people do that because Finn uh, was it last two couple of years ago was in the play thing, but a bunch of his friends were in um, what's it called backstage. That's what they were doing. So Finn's, like the roadies? Yeah, like they were the roadies. And there's a lot of stuff to do. And some guys on the lights, some guys on the sound, some guys doing this, that, that, and moving sets around. So Finn and a bunch of his guys were in it. They got like black T-shirts, and they're, they're roadies, you know what I mean? <laughs> and, uh, but Finn's job was the, uh, was, the, uh, was the curtain. Okay. Yeah, so uh, people be like, oh, you're going to the play tonight? I'm like, yeah. I was like, Finn's in it. They're like, what's his part? I was like, let's let's just say he opens and he closes the there show. You nice. <laughs> like you did, and that, that's all go. I would say. He fixes the pipes. But I said, um, I said, you're not nervous. I don't know why I did this. I was like, but what if what if people laugh at you? Why would I why say would that say to a nine year old girl? And she says, What do you mean? I was like, I don't I don't mean laugh at you. But what if there's like because the one that she's doing in the morning is for the for the school. So the whole school shows up for the first one at nine o'clock. Yeah. I can tell you're mad at me. Please don't be mad at me. Because I hate I, that. I know. I know. My I wife, know. The, I know. My mother I know. used to do that to me. I know. And um, which like, is terrible. It, it's so nine o'clock. And I just I'm so I'm so protective of her. And, um, you know, because I was going to get through, you know, if they if they laugh. It's because they can't do it. And like that's what I have in my head. And it just didn't come out wrong. I'm nervous. And she's like, what do you mean? Like if somebody like poops their pants on the stage? Because that'd be funny. I'd laugh too. And I'm like, man, you got such a fucking good head about it. Ice in her veins. Ice in her veins. Excuse me. I mean, you know. So 
so it's fine. So I'll be I'll be doing frozen. My parents are coming out. We're gonna do a we're gonna do a little uh, frozen. I'm gonna be so sick of fucking frozen because there's like five. I can't go to all of them. Yeah, Annie will be at all of them because she's doing the makeup for most of the kids. Oh, nice makeup and costume that's stuff. Awesome. But um, <laughs> that's that's my weekend now. My whole weekend is frozen. Well, the only reason it annoys me because my mother used to do that to me when I played football. My uh-huh. mother didn't know shit about football. Like, know. She didn't know. She didn't know. She didn't know, she didn't know anything. <laughs> but her thing was, are you starting? Oh, that's what she I knew. Love that. For her, because starting meant that she was able to see me, and the people that was on the bench, she was like, you. She couldn't. They obviously knew they weren't playing. They right. were just bench warmers. So around camp time, especially this. This is by the in the league, by the way. This is not high school. Oh, I'm- <laughs> this, is, this is in the NFL. This is the NFL. My first, uh, my second year in the league. She goes, "Oh, how's everything going, babe?" And I'm like, "Oh, you know, just just grinding my. I'm probably, I'm in. I'm I'm on a Pittsburgh Steelers. This is not Cardinal Hayes High School where I'm the I biggest know. kid on the one of the biggest kids on the field. I- She's like, she comes up to me and she's like. Babe, what, what position you play again? I was like, oh, you know, I'm, I'm on the offensive line, Mom. She said, okay. <laughs> and she goes, you're going to be starting, right? Gonna, uh-huh. There's no reason why you're not starting, no. right? And I'm just like, yeah. <laughs> I was like, I think so, Mom. I don't know. I got to wait for the final cut. Like, she was like, oh, because, you know, we start, right? Yeah. And I'm just like, are you fucking kidding me, lady? <laughs> this is the NFL. The best of the best is on this field. I right know. So I would, I'd imagine she's going to be like, because I'll tell friends to watch, and I don't want to ask them to exactly watch. That's exactly her. She's like, like, yeah, because I just told such and such back home, you're playing tomorrow night. And I'll be sitting there like, Mom, why would you do that? <laughs> Mrs. Johnson? She's like, but this is her reasoning. She goes, well, I'm always used to you starting. Mm-hmm. So I'm just like, so I would cut day. I'd be like, fuck, if I got to tell my mom, yeah. I'm not starting, or I got cut, oh, I'd break her poor little heart. That's terrible. It, she would body me. I'm gonna ask, but I started. I'm so. gonna ask. Uh, t- a cu- we're gonna do this for a second, if you if you will. Uh, I'm always let with me. you, Lars. That's right. Will you have you ever been in a school play? And if you were, were you relegated to the big man roles that I was relegated to? No. What are the big man Mr. roles? Tumbles and Annie. No, like Bridget <laughs> plays Pabby, like this thing, and like it's a it's a troll. She's cute as a button, and she gets like a song, but like anybody could play it, and and anyone can play Elsa and Anna. Um, and anyone can play like Sven or Olaf or something like that, but you have to be a big kid to play like a tree. Like I was always a tree, or <laughs> if there was a Christmas one, I was always one of the wooden soldiers. Oh, I got you. Like the, the March of the Wooden Soldiers. Like I was always one of the bigger guys. I was. I was never. And believe me, I wasn't. What an about actor. the nativity? Were you ever Joseph? I could never be Jesus. I could tell you that. No, I was always like the bull. <laughs> <laughs> like I always had, I was an oxen that was stay, you know, right. waiting patiently outside the. Maybe it's a reflection kings? on my acting. I played one of the three kings one time. Did in the you? Christmas play, yeah. Oh, do yeah. you remember which one? Gold, frankincense, and myrrh. I'm not going to ask you their name, but I, I, I used what to know that. Like Melchior, like Melchior Beelzebub, some something like that. Something like that. Yeah. You were oh, gold. Yeah, I was the gold. Oh, that was the one. But I was. We had the guy with the myrrh was a fucking. <laughs> <laughs> your mom hated the guy. So your mom was like, "Let me ask you something." You're not fucking frankincense. <laughs> You're not fucking Murray. Right. You're Willie Cologne. Right. You're fucking you gold. You fucking show up, kid. <laughs> um, no, for all this. Because, you know, in Catholic school, they used to have a Christmas play uh-huh. and have a spring play. Yes. So, I remember, I think it was like seventh, seventh grade, we did uh, kind of a, a rendition of Grease. Oh. And so, the girls had to wear the poodle skirts and all that stuff. I and, bet. And the guys had to wear these bullshit leather. You know, guys had to wear leather jackets. Well, <laughs> <laughs> Willie Clone couldn't fit a leather jacket. Oh, I bet. So I had to wear a black hoodie like I was at NWA. <laughs> With these tight-ass pants and loafers. It wasn't a oh, good look. That was be. I mean, to me, because I, I had – it was pleather, but still it was – and I had my hair slicked back. Yeah. I couldn't possibly see me start something and be like – uh, you know, fucking, we go together and be like, what the fuck are you wearing, Willie? Stop, stop, hold, 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 hold. Yeah. everyone back to one. Willie, what the? Exactly. <laughs> you show up like easy pre-AIDS. <laughs> right. It was rough, That's man. fucking great. I even, we had, for the cream, uh, we used to sing, like, um, for this, I remember one song for the spring play, we did something, uh, oh, our, the song, the group we were representing was, um, what's, uh, what's Bono's group? You uh, too. Right, so they sing Danny Boy. Okay. So that's what Did- we had to sing, Oh, Danny Boy. Oh, really? The Pipes, so we, the Pipes are Cold? So we had to sing that. Mm-hmm. That's the only reason why I know that song. It stuck out in my head, because I practiced that shit. You're talking about proud parents, Mrs. Cologne. Proud parent. What is when it, Danny Boy? Well, D- yeah, Danny Boy. Oh, Danny you know, Boy, the popular, Pipes, uh, the Pipes are cold. Yeah. It's our From form of the Negro spiritual. <laughs> and down the mountainside. Yeah. I do it with a German accent for some reason. Strange. Um... <laughs> 
So you talk about proud moms or proud parents, right? Yeah. And so I'll be a proud parent today. As you should be. We fucking did Oz yesterday. Dr. Oz, Oz yes. um, uh, aired yesterday with us doing the taco thing. I did not realize how many friends of my parents watch Dr. Oz. Oh, Oz is a big deal, bro. And my mom, I called my mom on the way home. I'm, I was driving home. It was 3, three o'clock or something like that. Called my mom casually on the way home to see how she was going to uh, come out today. More specifically, if she was bringing something from mm-hmm. Brooklyn. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Aunt Butchie's cheesecakes and L&B right. pie. Maybe, I, I don't know. Whatever she wants. If you're listening you now, Ma, just do the right thing. <laughs> um, so she says, uh, I saw you on Oz. And I said. Mom says this. Yeah. What did you think? She's like, my son's a movie star. I was like, <laughs> I was like it's, it's not. Then all of a sudden I hear Colin waiting. Like you can hear it like beep in. Okay. And she's like, I've been getting phone calls from everyone. She's like, oh, my God, that's Joan. Joan's going to want to talk to me about Oz. I can't speak to you. I feel like I'm a celebrity. And she hangs up. And I was like, because I didn't even watch it. Like, to yeah, your I point, didn't you didn't watch it. I didn't it. watch it yesterday. We saw the, we got, we got small uh, packages. Yeah. I shouldn't say that out loud because I'm Irish. <laughs> but we, we got a small uh, um, package uh, with clips and stuff like that. I didn't watch any of those yet either. I just used the stills. Mm-hmm. and um, But we knew what we said. Uh, but apparently... Like, my brother watched it. Well, you said um, your brother was a big fan of Oz. Big, big Oz fan. Yeah. I'm bringing the hat home to him today. I don't know if he's coming out for play. Uh, but, yeah, everyone, everyone so my little niece, uh, Maeve, was watching it with my brother, who's home. And she said, is Uncle Mike bringing us tacos? Like, she oh, said man. that. Like, she she just saw that. Yeah. Um, so, it wasn't a big deal to us, but yeah. it was a pretty big deal, yeah, really. He's a superstar. <laughs> yeah. So, a little proud mama in Brooklyn. Uh, taking some fan fucking mail <laughs> from us, yeah. She's like, it's not a big deal, but yeah. he'll be on. He'll be on Ellen tomorrow. So Why we'll does Willie have to hog the spot spotlight from you? <laughs> she didn't say that. She didn't say that at all. <laughs> you tell him to shut up. He was, said something mean about you. I was interested in those tacos, mom. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I, I double shelved it. Yeah. Uh, let's talk to TJ in Atlanta. What you got, TJ? Hey guys. Good morning, man. What's going on? Hey, I uh, want to talk about the frozen thing. Um, like large, I have a daughter who's 10 and she grew up around the time the first movie came out so of course all you hear is that damn let it go story or song um you got little animals around you just squeeze the belly sings the song hear it on every damn tv station you turn on so eventually as a parent you get to a point where you got to cut that off so large just some advice there is a screamo metal version of the song um the moment i played that for she was instantly turned off and moved on to the next thing so if you ever get tired of it let her listen to it, and how, you can move on. How fucking diabolical are you? What did he say? Is so he, there is a, there's a metal version like of Let metal? It Go. So all of a sudden, I don't know. I mean, if you went into the dolls and you re-recorded the, uh, the Anthrax version of it or something, okay. you know, like Bring the Noise when they did that, and then the girl all of a sudden got turned. Listen, I know this guy's pain. I've had stuffed animals that do that same song over and over again. To the point where you literally, you're going to see it, Willie. You're going to literally go insane. So what you do one day in a moment of weakness is you throw the fucking animal out and it sings from the garbage can. Because every time you <laughs> throw some, trash. Yeah, every time you fucking throw something away, you hear, let it go, coming from, and then you throw it outside and it's singing from the can outside below her fucking window. You got it. It's like uh, Edgar Allan Poe, the telltale heart. You bury it deep into the fucking walls. You got to cut the thing out and destroy it. You got to put it like two counties away. You got to shoot it. So, and it's going to be this girl, Adina Menzel, who has a gorgeous voice. Ugh. So, um, she, oh, is this? Oh, this is it. Oh, this is the heavy this, metal version. This is pretty dark. Is this, this sounds like a UFC fighter coming out the back. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks for the call, TJ. Appreciate it. I like this. Is that weird? Let it go. Let it go. Can't hold it back anymore. I'm sure there's a there's a deeper one where it's like, let it go. Yeah, I was waiting for like the. Dig through the ditches and go through the witches. Let it go through the britches and yeah. Well, let it go from Frozen. It's tearing up America. So that's I don't know if that's the way we wanted to start the show, but 
Here we are. Will you see? Well, no, you wouldn't see the new Frozen because it's just going to be a little baby. You don't give a shit about it yet. I wonder what's going to be hot when your baby's out. Uh, I don't know. I, I was telling I was telling somebody the other day. I was talking to my wife because we were talking about Frozen. She was like, I was telling her I've never seen it, but I see all these kids dressing up as it. I even saw a kid in the supermarket, a uh, young girl. She had the whole costume on. Mm. And she had the doll in her hand. I was like, man, why is this girl looking like a fucking wizard stripper? Like, what's going on? And it's because of Frozen. Frozen is uh, plaguing the kids. For me, back in the day, I was, I just wanted to be like Thundercats. That was like Thundercats and Voltron were like God to me. And and I so you picked two good ones, you know, uh, Lionel and uh, Panthro and Chitara. Yeah, Chitara. Fucking Voltron was out of this world. Yeah. Voltron, like I thought there was really an academy that you could join to become a Voltron. I remember telling my mom that I, I was like, we got to start raising, we got we to gotta get some money in the, in the house. For you millennial Voltron. punks, Voltron was five different I'm gonna be Voltron. fucking I'm gonna robot be Voltron. tigers. Yeah, the tigers were, that form one big robot to take on. They protected the galaxy. And the, oh, the, the big Voltron. robot had like a cool sword and shield. It, all, it was like almost like the first Transformer. It was like, yeah, it was like the original Power Ranger, if you will. But you used to be able to go to these um, people. They don't have as many of them now unless you go down to Chinatown. You used to go down into Chinatown and get like the Bandai Voltron dolls. They didn't even sell them like Toys R Us. And they were marginally effective. Like you could, if you moved one limb the wrong way yeah. the fucking tiger snapped and it wasn't but if you if you hit it at one time and put it up on your you couldn't really play with it yeah you can only get them in chinatown because it was from like some sort of um you know it was, it was almost like dubbed voices yeah voltron like we had uh x g-force before that like g-force oh, g-force, g-force yeah. was like older school than even voltron and i remember like you go down to chinatown mm-hmm. to get that now and and like i never saw something so compact where it wasn't in larger distribution like Frozen, you're going to be able to buy Frozen at the deli. You're going to be able to buy Frozen cookies. If your daughter's into Frozen 2, you're going to be able to buy Frozen 2 stuff at McDonald's yeah. and all that stuff. But do you remember the Wiggles? You probably don't know them. Uh, no. And they only sold their stuff. I know a bouncer named Wiggles. Yes, I bet you do. Yeah. You've been to a club called Wiggles. <laughs> um, but they only sold their stuff. The Wiggles stuff, there was a big popular Australian singing group were like, you know, um, just different colors. You the yellow guy. I was a green guy. And... Hey, wake up, Jeff! And fuck, it was, was kind of like the t- Teletubbies. It was kind of like that, but it was it was actual guys. They didn't wear shirt. They didn't wear um, any it's kind of masks. And it was all um, here's an animal at the zoo. Oh, what the fuck it. gonna do? Oh, but they only sold their shit through their own um, website, so they internalized everything and they made Smart man. billions. Smart. Um, just like this one's gonna make billions. But you say Voltron, you had to have been, and I think it was KFC who did this last week. You had to have had a favorite Disney movie growing up, even uh, like no. in the ghetto. Yeah, no, you don't know. Like, I mean, when Lion King came out, that was hot, and then Aladdin. Lion King. That was the only two that I really I think I was like, man, I can see this over and over and over. Right. I really, I was more into like the sports and the action shit. Mm-hmm. That was me. I was more like, you know, I wanted to kick ass. But like He Man was cool to me. Yeah. So, and, and I tell you what, it was a golden age for 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 um for comics, or, and not for comics for cartoons. Um, he man, you know, who's obviously gay. We don't know that till now. But I'll tell you a gay cartoon, and I didn't realize this till late. My one of my roommates when I was in Pittsburgh, Troy Essex, um, we were talking one time, kind of like how we're talking now. Mm-hmm. And there was a show that came out. It was called Cops. And it, oh, they were so gay. Let Cops. me tell you, it Bad was boys, a lot of into windows in that goddamn. It was called Cops, right? And so all these cops had these superpowers, or so they could do something. But they would instead of sliding down the rail like a normal person, they'll go backwards with mm-hmm. like the ass out. Oh, I the, see these queens. Yeah, the blimp would look like a penis. It was just a lot of weird shit. They they um they wore the tightest. Everything was super tight and like a, a chiseled jawline. Jerry, one guy had a he was a black guy. He had a Jerry curl. When I was a kid, yeah. I was like, man, these guys are awesome. I went back. We went to we rented this. I don't know how we got the tapes, mm-hmm. but we got them on DVD. And we was like, we were so excited. He's like, man, this is awesome. We watched this cartoon. And we was like, hold up, man. We was like, did he? <laughs> Did he have to slide down the rail like that? Did he have to jump on the bike like You're that? Absolutely, we were sitting right. there like this is this is some different shit. But and, we, and we was in love with it when we was a kid. You 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 ran home to watch these 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 clingy guys <laughs> rut against each other yes. as they were going for stuff. We look just yeah. hot though. Yeah, but sure. like even like now I look back, <laughs> there were so many metalheads or rock and roll guys 
who had Judas Priest. Yeah. Um, you remember when people had dungaree jackets and then they would paint the back of the jacket like an album cover, a rock oh, and roll yeah. album uh-huh. cover. And then, then there was – then it, it went into the black community or mainly, mainly the Spanish community. And they started doing the airbrushing on the denim jackets mm-hmm. and stuff like that. So it became Stop more like graffiti. on your back. Yeah. Yeah. So it became more like graffiti. But that started with just the big twisted sister sign or, uh, you know, and a lot of people had Judas Priest. And then Judas Priest, I think Rob Halford w- was like openly gay. Oh, wow. And then everyone's like, uh, you know, like I wore that jacket for a long time. <laughs> it's not a huge deal. Can't change it now. But yeah, like you got another thing coming was his biggest hit. This is Cops right here. Yes, there was Cops. Cops. Yeah, but Cops. But you got to you gotta pull it up. It was a... Uh... It wasn't very heterosexual. Patty's watching it with the sound off back there. <laughs> <laughs> well, like, you know, now it's like Judas Priest, you listen to it, and I, I don't give a shit if people are gay or not, but it's like, you got another thing coming. Mm-hmm. Like, I always sing, like, give me heads up when you're coming, because I'm thinking about him blowing a guy now. <laughs> right. But it And you don't realize just what you're watching as a kid, how gay it was, because I used to sing myself hoarse oh, to, sang, like, wham. I sang everything. I used to sing the fuck out of Darkwing Duck. Oh, yeah. Darkwing mm. Duck, I used to lose my mind. Let's well, get dangerous. Yeah. Duck me, Dick. Yeah. Nice. Well, let's keep going. No, I'm good. Uh, <laughs> but I was, I was into all that fucking tailspin, launchpad. I wanted to be launchpad. I could see you being into Darkwing Duck. Yeah, I used to be a big Darkwing Duck guy. Darkwing Duck was good. Yeah, I was. You old. were old when that was out, though. Yeah, I still had an imagination. I mean, you were probably mid twenties. <laughs> <laughs> Imagine that mid twenties singing yeah. Darkwing Duck, like everybody like, else needed, is in. Everyone else is in the locker you room. An, and, you were an NFL player. Yeah. At this <laughs> everyone else in the locker room, a Highsfield, you know, like put it on some weird shit. You know, you were listening to fucking Darkwing Duck. Darkwing Duck, get ready for the game. Yeah, but yeah, those those are the days, man. I, that's why I'd, I get I feel sorry for kids that they have to deal with the whole, you know, looking hot for Instagram instead of just sitting on the couch with the buds eating chips, fucking watching cartoons. Those are the days for me. I remember. I remember I lived for NBA Jam with Omar Rashad. Oh yeah, like, I did. That was like yeah, that was, was my CNN. Girl, like you Summer Sanders was. Yeah, working. yeah. Like all these kids, they they're into fucking YouTube. I was like, man, Omar Rashad could have told me Jesus wasn't real. I'm like, God. I'm like, Omar shed it. I said, Omar, you can't go get some Omar Rashad. Yeah, he's close. He's yeah, so. tight with Cosby. <laughs> he was an NFL player. Omar right? played for the Minnesota Vikings. Right. Yeah. Then he married Felicia Rashad. Yep. And then he cheated on her and. Now they're divorced. Yep. Okay. And there's like, he, yeah. like, Life you know, the, fast, t- t- that iconic uh, thing, like his wedding party was like Bill Cosby and O.J. Simpson. <laughs> How'd that work out? <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. I, I wonder, like, if some of these uh, actors that when they look back at their wedding photos, like, imagine, because Pacino's been married, right? Mm-hmm. You imagine who was in Many his, times. In his groom's party? Seriously. You know what I mean? Like, so it's an all-star of just fucking bad motherfuckers back in the day. Yeah, I think, I think those guys Rob made. Bob De Niro's in your wedding party. Yeah, or at least in the in the actual uh, ceremony, like it's such a it's such a who's who of shows up, you know, to these things. It's I, I don't know. I, I mean, I w- I wish I can go to a celebrity wedding. I don't want to go to any weddings other than that. You know what I mean? Oh, hundred percent. Yeah. Welcome on back to Barstool Breakfast. It's me and Willie Cologne, and we're sitting here with an esteemed. I was going to say colleague, but it's not a colleague because she does a lot more than we do. Just reading your bio, and you tell me if I miss out on anything. American businesswoman. Investor, motivational and corporate speaker, consulted, syndicated columnist. I've read your stuff in the Daily News. Best-selling author, including if you don't have big breasts, put ribbons on your pigtails, which is a fucking great title to say. <laughs> Are you okay with cursing, right? Yes. Okay, I'm perfect. Okay. Yeah. I own um, it. And tell uh, mom, wife, and television personality. I think they're in ten seasons on Shark Tank. And eleven actually. Eleven seasons on Shark Tank. I'm going to bar- die in that chair and help their ratings. That <laughs> 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 would be excellent. It's Barbara Corcoran. Uh, welcome to the show. Thank you so My much pleasure. for coming in. Um, nice to be surrounded by two huge men. You, so you said that when you came in. Yeah. And Willie and I do cut a big swath. Obviously, him, he's a little more muscular. I'm a little bit more tall, but I think we're both impressive. <laughs> your husband's a stud. We're going to yeah. get to you in a sec, but your husband's a stud, military guy, FBI guy. I'd seen the, uh, on social media, you had put out a Veterans Day uh, wish yesterday um, uh, to all veterans and stuff. As someone who's as motivated as you, you're you're a crazy business, crazy person probably in general. Could you see yourself being married to somebody who's fat and lazy? Like, do you kind of drift towards somebody who's kind of a stud? Or can you see yourself with somebody like me, I'm saying specifically, <laughs> once you get rid of that guy? I could specifically see myself with either of you guys. You're nice. like a younger 30-year version of my husband. You know? Oh, wow. And first of all, my husband was a stud. Mm-hmm. Still has a good face on him. There okay. you go. But he's a porky kind of a guy. Is he? <laughs> yeah, he oh, is. God, thank God. 
Big football player. Those football players always put on weight from what I could see. He was a Navy captain, right? He was in the Gulf War. Yeah, he was in the oh. Gulf War. Before that, he was a football player for the Navy. And let me tell you, he just kept eating and eating and eating it ever happens. since he left college. Yeah, yeah it happens. <laughs> uh, yeah. Let's talk about where you're from. We Before we got on air, we were talking about Edgewater. Um, you're from Jersey. You kind of have that, you know, that backyard, scrappy type, you know, like, listen, I take no shit from nobody. You're a waitress. Nobody, People don't know about that. But also, you were renting apartments. Yeah. How did you get into that? Well, I, I ran into a guy as a waitress at the diner who uh, became my first boyfriend. I was about 23 at the time. He mm-hmm. was my real first boyfriend. And he took me home, and he offered to put me in business, honestly. $1,000 he said he'd lend me. That was about a year later. And uh, that started my business. And so you always had kind of the appetite for real estate. I had an appetite for a good-looking guy that was going to order tea <laughs> at my counter and say, hey, you want $1,000 to start a business. Right. There you I go. Tr- so I traded. So uh, our background, Willie won a Super Bowl with the Steelers and played for the Jets for a while. Mm-hmm. I was on Wall Street for 25 years. My last stop, I've always traded defensive stocks, primarily utilities, but my last stock on, stop on the street was with Canaccord Genuity, and I traded REITs. Mm. So one of the things that Fancy. I had known when I started watching Shark Tank, I didn't pay attention to your bio because once I had seen your last name, I knew Corcoran Realty, which I think was bought by NRT, or, yes, it uh, was, which yeah. you had sold to NRT. And I just assumed that you were from Family Money. Like, I thought that you were one of those people that were part of the Corcoran Realty uh, dynasty, which, oh, uh, nice. they, which started from the Mayflower and came down here. But that's not the case at all. You're, you came from, I don't like to say came from nothing because I think that does a disservice to your parents. But mm. you're one of ten children, yep. right? You didn't have much growing up. So building that empire wasn't just simply, hey, I, I borrowed $1,000 from a boyfriend who I don't even see anymore, and then it became something bigger. How did you go from $1,000 to being Barbara Corcoran? Well, you know, the $1,000, which is what you call in life a lucky break. I'm mm-hmm. not sure if he didn't give me the $1,000, if I'd ever get out of that diner job. Maybe I'd hustle my way out of it, meet somebody else or whatever. You never know in life. Mm-hmm. But I can tell you I knew what opportunity was. I knew that was a ticket of a lifetime, that golden ticket. And I was going to run that damn thing up the flagpole as fast as I could. <laughs> right? And no matter what was going to get in my way, I was going to figure a way to get past it. That's what I knew about myself. And you get that when you're a poor kid, that you don't get when you're a rich kid. I have two rich kids now right now. They have a huge disadvantage, I think, because they haven't had hardship. You know, mm-hmm. when you come up through hardship, you really have nothing to lose and nowhere to go but up. Think of the advantage in the freedom that comes with that no expectations no monkey on your back and so i was very free to fail and i really believe that my hustle came as a result of there was no downside what was i going to the worst that was going to be happening is i'm going to go back to the fort lee diner and be a waitress and guess what i love that job i loved all my customers i love being there so i think i just had a very good lucky break i'm gonna call bullshit because you seem like you enjoy the finer things too i yeah. mean like the fort are you lee kidding diner, uh, yeah so Definitely. i mean the fort lee diner does not afford you you didn't believe my shit that i did I just not, I did not get yeah. you out of it. but i will tell you what i do believe is that the biggest winners come from the biggest losers so you mm. were and you've said because i i to do stuff for uh for this interview i listened to your older podcast which you're still going to keep going business unusual which gives you little eight minute snippets and you're doing a new podcast which is what you're promoting now which is 888 barber and that's one where it's almost relying uh it's a relying exclusively on people calling in and asking your advice about anything anything about yeah relationships about just anything that you can think of barbara's going to give you her take on it but in the old one which I, I i actually enjoyed business unusual this is how much of a loser you are how uh straight d's built my business lessons i learned as a diner waitress congratulations you're fired i think you've had like 22 jobs you've been fired from a number of them yeah, right a number of them so not all of them yeah why poor kids have an edge so mm. don't you think that that whole thing because you're universally considered a, a winner now so i joke around calling you a loser but don't you think that your kids then how are you going to make up for that how are you going to give your kids the like your kids were kind of born on third base. I'm hoping my kids are born on third base. I have three kids myself. Willie's having his first kid in the spring. His kids are going to be born on third base. Mm-hmm. How do you put them there without them feeling like they hit a fucking triple? Yeah, you know what I've gone out of my way to do with my kids? And I have two kids that are not spoiled brats. Thank God. That was my mm-hmm. only God that I served. Don't give me a spoiled brat. Don't give me a privileged kid. Don't give me a child with attitude or a young adult that way. So with my kids, I went out of my way not to save them. When they struggled with whatever they struggled with, I let them drop. 
Because mm-hmm. when you really think about what builds stamina and confidence is the ability of yourself to get over a bump, right? So my son Tommy is already well on the road to success, filled with pride. And the reason for that is he had to struggle with dyslexia the way I did. So he was a dumb kid in school. He had horrific acne as a teenager. So the cool kids dropped him. So he walked in the shoes of the underdog. What a powerful lesson. Broke my heart to watch it. But I didn't meddle. I didn't get in there and cure his face. I didn't get in there and and make sure that he thought he was amazing at some other thing. No, he was a lousy student. You suck at reading. You got to get past it. What are you going to do to get it? Okay. Mm-hmm. So I think as an affluent parent, it's harder to raise a good kid. I really believe that. Believe me, I have so many rich friends, and the, so many of them. Not to discredit them as parents, they all tried their best, but their kids aren't the way they were when they were coming up. And so I can't get Tommy and Katie to go move back to Edgewater and have nine siblings and compete for the the uh, biggest piece of lasagna that was on the table that we all almost attacked my mother for, you know, when that, <laughs> sure. she put that plate down. They don't know how to do that. Uh, but by letting them fail, I believe we all as parents tend to want to make uh, easy landings for our kids. I refuse to do that. I just refuse to do that. Let them pay the price of not doing well and see what they do with it. And as a result of that, kids get confidence. I don't know any magic other way to do it. But I think a kid needs to find a battle of their own to build their confidence that, yeah, I won this thing. I guess I'm more capable than I thought I was. Not rely on mom or dad that they're there to save me or blah, 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 which is so easy to do. You're so fucking heartless. No, 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 no. no, no, I'm a little tough. But I'm a lover. I love my kids to death. I don't want you to think. No, I don't spoil them. I mean, in other ways. Like, you know, well, they go on my expensive vacations. You can't take that away. I'm, I'll be damned if I'm going to go to Jones Beach for the rest of my life that I used to do. <laughs> now wolf. I'm going to the fancy places. They're coming with me. Let's talk about bumps of the road. Yeah. Uh, being a woman in, in this industry, um, very male-dominated, mm-hmm. how was your journey? What industry are you talking about? Real estate. Oh, real estate. Oh, it was a huge advantage. I walked into a room of 60 guys in blue and gray suits, and they didn't give me the time of day. If I introduced myself, they turned their back on me after they politely said, nice to meet you. Did I have a problem with that? Of course. It broke my heart. It shook my confidence. It made me think, why why the hell am I here? Why should I even bother? Blah, blah, blah. But let me tell you what it also did. I didn't even have to have a name. I was the girl in the room. What an advantage to be the odd man out, the odd lady out, okay? So... All and you know what the real advantage is? Honestly, it's not about male, female, it's underdog successful person. The underdog has the advantage of nobody taking them seriously. So I was able to creep up behind those guys and bite them in the ass when they least expected <laughs> it because they weren't watching me. Yeah. I was invisible in their mind, which is an insult personally, but what an asset it is when you're competing to try to take their piece of the land. And that's exactly what I did. I came up and got even. I got even with those guys by becoming the biggest competitor. Wow. Um, Willie and I had uh, the pleasure of doing a show last year called Beats and Eats where we'd go and we'd show up at a restaurant. Um, mm. we'd get, I'd get into the kitchen with the, uh, with the owners, chef owners. Mm. We'd bring in some sort of musical guest and Willie would chop it up with them. Then we'd get together and we'd eat a meal. Makes sense, right? Yeah, sounds so, like fun. Yeah, one of the places that we had the opportunity to go to is a place called Cousins Lobster. Oh, and my so those, guys. those are your guys. Yeah. So you see guys like Jimmy and Sabin, uh, two good-looking guys. They're almost um, – and when I say too good-looking – I met two of them, but they're also almost too good-looking, right? They are. They're yeah. so goddamn They live in L.A., handsome. don't they? They yeah. do. Yeah, yeah. they live in yeah. L.A. And it's a, it was all like, like playful grab-ass. I felt like it was on the outside looking <laughs> yeah. in. But when you look at some of the investments that you've made uh, through Shark Tank specifically, it seems like you do have an affinity for some – like food stuff, so food-related uh, products, like with Cousins, a couple of the places, the pop popcorn type thing. What's the riskiest thing that you won't touch? I always thought that food was one of the riskiest investments, mm-hmm. in, um, either food stuffs or, or restaurants. What's one of those investments that you wouldn't touch right now? I'm not crazy about uh, – it's not a whole category, but it's a, I'm not crazy about having a product, a singular product that I have to, that I have to sell. You know, I'm good at building business. So I see Jim and Sabin, and right away when I heard the numbers, I thought this could be a franchise. The Mm. numbers make sense, okay? And they've got the talent to build people, right? Uh, So I love food spaces, and I keep buying them. I guess I don't really even mean to, but people who love food love to give. They're nice people. I don't get any creeps in the mix, you know? So I like all those people, Uh, but I'm not so good at products. It's like, what do I do? How do I sell it? Where does it go, you know? What do you mean, like a heated sock or something like that? Like that's something like comfy, uh, comfy blanket sweatshirts. Which I said, what am I going to do with this? They have a prototype they handmade. I put in like ten thousand dollars, some measly amount of money. Ran away with thirty percent, and then they sold thirty million dollars in a year. So I'm making my biggest fortune on that. But still, ask me what I like. <laughs> it's a product. I'm like, what people are buying this? 
people are buying this? I'm shocked every month. <laughs> but then if you look at it from a personal perspective then, and uh, just because we have those guys in common, we're both impressed with Jimmy and Saban, right? How like, could we you not time be? hanging yeah. out with them. Well, I'm impressed around. with people who go to bed with their business. And oh. these guys seem like if there was a lobster condom, they'd wrap it on. Oh, right. yeah. You know what I mean? So I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm impressed with guys like that. And they, yeah. they were, we tried, for Christ's sakes, lobster ice cream. Was yeah. delicious. Wow. And me and Lars looked at each other like, oh, shit. <laughs> <Fucking delicious. laughs> yeah. I mean, everything why, is this wasn't, why wasn't this in our life? All, you know, this was amazing. But yeah. to your point then, like, wasn't the product so goddamn good? Yes. Right? Like, we really enjoy And we're not blowing smoke because we don't have to do anything more with the cousin Slobster, <laughs> but they just got a free uh, ad from us. <laughs> For sure. Shit. Yeah, yeah. Uh, just some coincidence. Um, but so if somebody came to you and you didn't like the person, but they had that same lobster ice cream, uh, New England lobster roll, Connecticut lobster roll, the bisques and the trucks. The trucks are fantastic. Mm -hmm. But you didn't like the person. Like, you didn't like these two guys, Jimmy and Saban. Would you have passed on that? Listen, what I fell in love with and why that brand is so good is Jim and Saban are mm -hmm. fabulous. Their okay. heart felt 150% in. That's why their product is good. That's all I buy into. I buy into the person and trust that they're going to extend themselves through whatever they're selling. And they do. They do it every time. I think in the first couple of years of Shark Tank, I invested in a couple of what seemed like phenomenal business ideas, but the people, I don't want to say they weren't any good, but they didn't have the stamina to make it to the finish line. They just weren't wired that way. You know, they don't pop back up. And uh, you know what? You never make money. I lost my money, lost my money, lost my money. And then I decided by year three, I'm going to just invest in the people. I don't give a shit what they do for a living. And by choosing the right people, you always make money. Let's talk about Shark Tank because a lot of people mm -hmm. know you from Shark Tank. You're... you're on a crew, you got you know Mark Cuban, you have Mr. Wonderful, you, on and on and on. You don't seem like somebody that needed Shark Tank. What was your personal interest for joining the show? And of where, course, I were you apprehensive uh, at first? Well, of course, I needed Shark Tank. I'm insecure. I need to be adored. I need a larger <laughs> audience. Of course, I needed Shark Tank. I was That's desperate, and they had me come we along. Need show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <Right>. Okay. <laughs> of course. Who are you kidding? But what was the second part of your question? I think I ignored it. Uh, yeah. Talking about the personalities, like, well, why were you? What made you jump oh. at the opportunity? Well, because I needed the show. I needed. Mm. I wanted to make a living. I was reinventing myself, and I thought I might make a shot out of it. Um, what was hard for me about Shark Tank the first three or four years, I was scared to death. Every time I would open my you mouth, scared to death. Scared to death. Well, you don't see is what they edited out, which was me constantly with my mouth open, going ah, oh. because of saying something, and Kevin just saying. What the fuck does that mean? That gets edited out, right? Right, right. Yeah, but um, but sooner or later, I realized I had to think of myself as a guy. What would a guy do? And then I just raised my hand, took credit for what wasn't my credit <laughs> right away, <laughs> over-talked people, just did all the shit the guys get away with, and then I got comfortable in my seat. Mm. Who's your least favorite shark, and why is it Kevin? It's I'm not Kevin. I, I adore <laughs> Kevin. I would say that Robert's my least favorite shark. Funny, nobody ever asks it. They say, who's your yeah. favorite shark? Don't let Robert hear this. But Robert is a little too fussy for me. Okay. He likes to try in 50 suits to decide which one he's going to wear, which cufflings, which collar. Come on, Robert, just get the fuck dressed and get out of the set. <laughs> it's a little bit of a pretty boy. So let me yeah. ask you this. Before you came on, uh, mm -hmm. I was talking to our producer, Pat, and Colin, uh, who's our uh, camera guy. I was like, man, we should ask her this question. So we're going to ask you this question. Okay. You seem like you're down for it. It better be good uh, with that buildup. You ever, <laughs> you ever played Fuck, Mary Kill? No. So Fuck, Mary Kill, right, is pretty much a game where, Patty, you going to help me out with this. Wait, uh, did you say uh, Mary is like, here comes the bride? Yes, yeah, Fuck, yeah. Mary Kill. Uh, so Mary is pretty much somebody you're, gonna, you're, you're okay with for the rest of your life, mm -hmm. right? Fuck is usually like, uh, wham, bam, thank you, ma'am. I'll do it once, and then I'll be done with it. <laughs> Kill, I don't ever want to see it again. Are you in this mix-up? No, but I got okay. three people you do know. Okay. Uh, Kevin O'Leary. Oh. Mark Cuban. Okay. And Robic, uh, Robert Hershevik. Hershevik, yeah. Oh, easy. Mark, you know the F word for sure. Fuck up. Any day. Wait, is fuck a good thing or a so bad fuck, thing? Yeah, help be, me along. Like, so, like, so, so this FMK is like I've been put through it a couple times with the yeah. Golden Girls, and since I'm such a B. Arthur guy, it's an easy question. So, like, so one is you just give him one bang. Yeah. You're like bang. I, I like it's almost like the sexiest like I bang one. Him one. Yeah. You bang him once. The other one you can see yourself spending the rest of your life oh, with. Oh yeah. And yeah. if you had to make a decision on who's on the outside looking in, not only do you have to make that decision, you have to cut his throat. Right. So it's so the the oh. stakes are kind of it's not necessarily a hatred for the kill person. But they just don't have any room in your marital bed or in your one-night stand easy, bed. Easy, so FMK, okay. Fuck, Mary Kill, so you have those three Kevin, gentlemen. Kevin, Mark, or Robert. Okay. So you want me to rate each one? Yes. Yes. Kevin, fuck. 
<laughs> Mark, <laughs> definitely marry. He's a billionaire. Oh, right. Of course. And kill Robert because he's so damn annoying. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. I love I that. I think you've been going around uh, with this show now for 11 seasons, and that's the first time you've been asked that, so I'm extremely proud that yes. you were able to answer it And you're getting here. me to say bad words. What are my kids going to think? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. <laughs> Your mom is I'm, a champion. I think yeah. they probably have heard him uh, before this. Um, last, last question, if that's yeah, okay with you. That'd be about my new podcast, for guys. Oh, yeah, no, I'm going to promote the right, shit out of it right on the way on out. But okay. can you just tell us about this uh, 70th birthday party? Because it seemed a little bit macabre. It seemed a little bit uh, off. What did you do for yeah, your 70th birthday party? It was a party? blast. You know, I love parties. And I gave myself a surprise party, but no one knew it was a surprise on them, okay? And so I was in a casket, dead, when they right. walked in. I moved out all of my furniture in my home. All it was was a casket, a nun moved to the side, a minister, a rabbi, and people walked in to the sound of <laughs> soft music, thinking they were going to see me walk through the door. Surprise! But instead, the surprise was on them. I was literally dead in a real <laughs> casket. Oh, and man. almost everybody had a heart attack. <laughs> and then so everybody gave wild. speeches. I got to hear what people were going to say about me when I was dead. It was a hoot. What a blast of a party. And I look gorgeous. I have my makeup professionally done. I look great. There you, you go. look good in the box. Yeah, I did. I, I guess that's important. So now let's go to the podcast. Let's uh, go to the reason God. why we're here. Just like I'm over the I apologize yeah, yeah, yeah. that we can go around. <laughs> if you had to, out of everyone that you've ever had on your podcast, if you had to fuck one, now I'm just kidding. Oh, no. So, no, <laughs> so should we start with just Podcast. <laughs> Business Unusual has. Uh, dozens of episodes so if anyone just wants to catch up but that has more of a business bent to it and a lot of the background of what made you uh, popular and it seems like that podcast did very well what's the idea behind 888 Barbara well what happened with business unusual is in the end people called in with business questions how do I get a raise how do I get my business started how do I get funding it was very targeted but after a while I saw that behind every business or what the real questions were, were about the individual, the insecurity of the business, the individual, the lack of confidence, uh, not having the right talents, and all the insecurities came out. And so I realized I had a much larger question to address. And so I started 888-BARBARA. What 888-BARBARA does is it allows people to get ahead. If mm. You know, everybody has their gifts. For me, here's my pitch. Ready for this? Yeah, it sounds like a pitch, mm -hmm. but it's the truth. Uh, my gift truly is I can listen well. I can really get tuned into an individual's what their problem is. Everybody's got their shit they can't get past. They want a better life. They want to move forward. They, uh, they have obstacles. I'm very good. It's my sweet spot at hearing hard and giving them advice on how to get ahead. And why is that? Because I've sat in a lot of shoes. I'm not a shrink. I don't charge for it. Uh, but I give better advice than a shrink, honestly, because I've been the loser. I've been the dyslexic kid. I've been the mother, the wife, the divorcee. I've been the business lady. I've lived a lot of life in a short period of time. And so I have a very practical way of here's how you cure it. And I get great response from it. I feel like I truly make a difference to that person who's calling in 888-BARBARA and asking the question. I really do make a big difference in their life. When people call up, what's the mm -hmm. number one thing? you feel like it's holding people back in general as far as, it, you know, trying to get ahead. Mm -hmm. Injury, past injury, uh, either a, a mother or father. Uh, trauma or just a bad tape in the head that they got, kind of got used to hearing mm. and don't challenge it. Like a mother or father who told them they were no good or just expressed not enough love or a bad relationship, they're not going to dip out anymore and try it again with their whole heart. Uh, getting past injury is probably the single biggest obstacle to everyone who calls in, but it takes tremendously different forms. And what I have is I have an outside viewpoint. I can listen hard. I get where their weakness is. I can feel it in my bones. I address it spot on, not sometimes hard to take, but people accept it from me. They go, that's right. That's right. And then they go out really believing they can make a change. And I'd say half the time they can. Honestly, half the time I think they think they can and they're not going to do it. It's too well ingrained, but I invite them back. I invite them back. Is there anything that's – and, again, I'm not. we're not trying to take it down a bad road, but is there anything mm -hmm. that's off limits? Because I know the Internet is a weird place, and just from comments and sections that I've read, mm. there's, a lot of, there's a lot of guys coming up and asking you if things are infected, or is there anything that's <laughs> off limits with you? There's nothing off limits, but there's uh, parts of uh, – the questions I come in that I'm not very good at, but I take a stab at it. Like, how do you get a great sex life? I don't know. Okay. I've tried. I don't have a great sex life, yeah. but I can tell them still how to keep Ditto. your husband in line. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm awesome. Okay. <laughs> you don't look like you're awesome. No. Yes. Yeah. Easily tired out. Be careful yeah, over there. No, I'm pretty decent. Yeah. yeah. I'm decent. You know, I could tell well, one look okay. at you, you're great, but this guy, he's yeah. got to work. You should call yeah. into me. Maybe well, no, I, 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 I probably work for <laughs> 
But that's a question. Like, I have to work harder than the average guy, right? Because of what I lack in muscle tones, I got to kind of keep up with the uh, with the outside stuff. Breath you know is what my fresh. advice to you is? And I haven't even listened hard to you. My advice to you. No, no. Just keep quiet for me. My okay. advice to you is use your mouth to charm people. Okay. Really? You're a good talker, but that's about, I think, where you start. Oh, that's a body that's thing. Can off. we have her on more? Absolutely, yeah. <laughs> she come back. Let's wrap this up. <laughs> now, is it that tough love that people want to look for? I mean, because now I'm about to join a gym. <laughs> Are you tough love with these guys that call in, or is it something you where know, you feel like... You know what? I always tell them exactly what I think, but for some reason, I get away with it. It's what people want to hear. What somebody else was afraid to tell them. They know it. People know what's going on. Yeah. They just need someone to confirm it, and now they have excuses is gone they gotta move up move on that's what they gotta do so if you had to give one piece of advice at 888-BARBARA with your co-stars we'll bring it back to Shark Tank just because of it is there any piece of advice like you're telling me to use my mouth more and my body less which I'll try um, what would you say it's to some of the other guys, like to Mark or to Mr. No, Wonderful? Mark is long-winded. I would tell him to shut the fuck up faster on the show. <laughs> he just goes on and on and on. Give him a technology pitch, and he'd yawn you to death for sure. Right. Uh, Robert, if he jumps up one more time and tries every little tricycle out, he's in his fun for It's like, this calm down. Long. You're over 12 years old. You, uh, you could, you, oh, Kevin, be nice. I mean, impossible. I love his meanness myself. Really? Oh, yeah. He's good. He tells it like it is. He's been to Barstool a bunch. Yeah, he has. Yeah, he's oh, he has been? Yeah, I've seen, we've seen him in a is he as Is he as bad on the bar stool as he is on the show? I think when he, the first time I seen him walk in, he kind of looked in like, what the hell is really? this place? He was yeah, a little yeah. taken back. But, yeah. uh, he's, he's not a, a sportsman. You know that, right? I did not know no, that. No, no, he's not good in bed either. He's good, not, <laughs> <laughs> enough on that. Enough on that. I tell you, Damon, bold, bold white guys are having a tough time <laughs> on this yeah, one yeah, tonight. Yeah. But Damon uh, John is the funniest guy in the set. There should be an X-rated Shark Tank. He tells mm. the filthiest jokes and gets us laughing all day. He's a hoot. He tells it like it is. I think the, the like to your point, those extras would probably make a great little DVD or pay per view type stuff. Very nice, but it's right. owned by Disney. Ain't going to oh, happen. Cool. Yeah. Well, it was an absolute pleasure for everybody but me to be interviewing you uh, today. <laughs> we hope that you come back on a day that I'm please off. come back. And we wish you all the uh, so it's business unusual is still going to be the eight minute podcast that you can get, but the new podcast is eight 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 Barbara, which you can get on iTunes or just about any place you would get yourself. A, uh, a podcast. Absolute pre- uh, pleasure, Barbara. We hope to see you again. Same here. My pleasure. Thanks. Thanks, Barbara. Bye-bye. Come on back. Bar's the breakfast. That was it for this week's Second Helping. And remember, November is Movember. And this year, Barstool's own Donnie Does is growing out his mo to save a bro. Join him on the Barstool Movember team and help us change the face of men's health. For every $50 that you fundraise on your team, you get an entry to win a trip for two to join us at the Army-Navy Live College Football Show in December. Head to movember.com slash barstool to join our team, grow your mustache, and fundraise for your chance to win the grand prize. Again, that's movember.com slash barstool.